We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another video here on the Guilty as Charged podcast YouTube channel. In my last video here on Bolt Breakdowns, I did talk about Mike Williams' free agency and, uh, you know, what's going to happen with that. I want to continue this free agency series. So we are going to get to the Kaiser Whites and Uchenna Wosus and Chris Harris uh, and all of those guys in due time. But I do want to talk about the free agents that are, you know, the most interesting for the Chargers. And the next in that series to me is actually Linval Joseph. Um, I think Linval Joseph is a guy that not a lot of people talk about um, when it comes to Chargers free agency. He's not some big free agent to go get or to re-sign. But his role in 2020 and 2021 uh, and going forward will kind of be interesting to watch, right? Um, of course, Linval Joseph was originally signed in 2020 to that two-year, $17 million contract. This was after the Chargers sort of you know, famously missed out on Brady. He ends up going to Tampa. would say it's worked out pretty well for the Chargers considering they got Justin Herbert, uh, who looks like a top you know, five guy in the league. But um, with that money that they didn't sign Tom Brady with, the Chargers in a state of transition between the end of Phillip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor, they ended up going out and signing Chris Harris, Linval Joseph, Brian Balaga, Nick Vigil, um, and sort of building out their team from there on these short-term contracts for guys that were going to be around ultimately for one or two years. Um, so Linval Joseph was probably the best signing of that group. Um, I don't think many people would say it's Chris Harris. Brian Balaga probably should have been the best signing of that group, but unfortunately dealt with injuries as he did. Uh, and Linval Joseph really provided kind of, kind of a boon for this team after they moved on from Brandon Meebane, of course, in 2019. Um, or after 2019, I should say, but now they sort of find themselves in this position where, well, I mean, you know, Linval Joseph is kind of in that branded Meebane position, right? He's a little bit older. This was his worst rush defense season, which we'll talk about in a second. And now he's entering what's probably going to be the final NFL contract of his career for a guy who's been in the league for 12 years, uh, whether that's a one-year deal or a two-year deal. Um, hell. He may decide to retire this season. Um, I, I don't think that would actually be that crazy as PFF mentions in their piece. So let's actually start to talk about what kind of PFF has said about Linval Joseph and what they project for him, right? So this is from PFF in their top 100 free agents article that they wrote. 
Uh, Joseph has long been one of the NFL's premier nose tackles. And while his 62.9 overall grade and 49.1 run defense grade represent his lowest single season marks since 2011, he's earned a career best 83.0 pass rush grade this season. So that actually stuck out to me because I didn't really think that Linval Joseph was that good against the pass, but you actually look at the numbers and they are sort of backed up. Um, you know, he did, he did have about, I think 10 fewer pressures from year to year. Uh, or 2024. Let me actually look at the total amount of pressures. Um, I don't think this was by any means like the highest season of his career or anything, but also keep in mind, uh, he did miss a lot of games and had a significant amount fewer pass rushing snaps. So if you go from year to year, from 2020 to 2021, he had 10 fewer pressures, but also about 150 fewer. Uh, pass rush snaps from year to year so he kept his pass rushing you know remarkably consistent got a sack this year which was big for him uh and you know had some good moments i think in the pass rush game where he got in the backfield i think this was particularly earlier in the season you saw that and then it kind of tailed off at the end but uh talking about linval's season from game to game i think there was the rough start for the run defense right uh the washington game uh wasn't great but then the dallas game really kinds kind of drags them down uh, and then, of course, Nick Chubb against uh, the Chargers in L.A. was not fun, but he sort of finds his groove here, both as a pass rusher and a run defender. Uh, it kind of came in games where the Chargers ended up losing anyway, right? Like Baltimore, New England and Minnesota. But um, his game against Philadelphia was, I mean, his best game of the year and maybe his best game as a Charger overall both as a pass rusher and a run defender uh, ended up having seven tackles in that game and six run stops. So while the Eagles were, while the Eagles were running on the chargers pretty bad in that game, Linval Joseph was uh, a lone bright spot. And uh, I thought that that was just a point in the season where he like kind of found himself again after struggling earlier in the year as you're seeing here. But then unfortunately, right after the Minnesota game, Linval Joseph struggles with the shoulder injury, which kept him out for a while. And then, unfortunately gets COVID. And as we saw with a lot of the chargers and a lot of players around the league, they were less productive across the board after they got COVID. Um, and so I think that's also what happened to Linval Joseph when he came back. Um, not that he was a particularly bad run defender um, necessarily relative to the first half of the season, but he was definitely less noticeable in games in terms of being that force in the middle that we saw in 2020 um, and I think the shoulder injury obviously held him back a little bit as well. It didn't feel like that was ever at 100% this year when it came to Joseph. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I think his season is sort of split into these three parts where he struggled at the beginning, sort of starts to find himself into the Philadelphia game, which is the peak of his season. And then, unfortunately, after the Minnesota game, has these has COVID, has injuries, and then it just sort of like dragged his production down, as you can see in some of these games where he just wasn't quite as crisp, wasn't quite as noticeable as a force on the interior. And the Chargers got gashed um, like they did against Houston, where they made, uh, you know, Johnny Sins uh, of running backs. Uh, God, I actually can't remember his name just because I've called him Johnny Sins so much. Um, but uh, Rex Burkhead, they made Rex Burkhead look like the modern day Emmett Smith. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that was not a fine effort for the run defense as a whole, but, uh, you could just kind of see that the chargers, uh, and Joseph a little bit himself sort of teetered towards the end of the season as well after, you know, all the injuries and COVID, um, unfortunately for him. 
So talk going back to PFF's projections, uh, they don't project a whole lot for Linval Joseph, right? His contract should be about one year, six or seven million if he does decide to play and not ultimately retire. And bottom line, they wrote that Joseph is getting on in years, but he can still be useful as a part of defensive line rotation, particularly for a team that's struggling up the middle, right? Um, you can sort of see Linval Joseph going to a spot where there's going to be a 4-3 you know, defense opportunity out there, and he'll probably play pretty well, especially if he's more in a, a rotational role than a starter role. But um, I, I think he can certainly still at least have another year in him. Um, whether that's going to be with the Chargers, though, is the question. And Linval Joseph was sort of brought in to be that 4-3 defensive nose tackle in the Gus Bradley era. Now they're in the 3-4 uh, you know, sort of versatility-based uh, Brandon Staley era and it sort of just feels like he fits out and I think that's why in a lot of our free agent projections that we've talked about on this channel they don't really include include Linval Joseph partially because I mean the 20th ranked run defense is the 28th ranked run defense and we think Tom Telesco is going to go after guys and, and retool that whole line but there's a lot of uncertainty in addition to Joseph as well right Justin Jones is a free agent Christian Covington is a free agent really the only defensive tackle on the team right now uh, you know, you have Braden Fajoko, obviously, who's a contributor uh, and still on the roster. But really, the only main defensive tackle on this team right now is Jerry Tillery, which is kind of a horrifying thought going into free agency. But obviously, that's going to be one of their focuses in free agency and in the draft. So it's tough to kind of see Linval Joseph coming back. And it reminded me of another situation, obviously, back after the 2019 season when the Chargers had Brandon Meebang, right? And they had to decide whether to keep him or cut him, right? Uh, sort of heading into the final year of his deal. And their run defense grades are actually pretty similar. Uh, Linval Joseph was actually graded a little worse against the run than Brandon Bebane was. Brandon Bebane, not nearly as good of a pass rusher as Linval Joseph was, as, as you kind of see. But um, I, I do think you, they're in sort of the same contractual age position. Uh, I think Bebane might've been two years older at the time, but Linval Joseph is heading into his age 34 season and, and now uh, it, it just sort of feels like he's kind of at his end with the Chargers, much like Mivane was uh, when they cut him uh, after 2019. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with Linval Joseph in terms of his contract situation. Um, and if another team kind of takes a chance on him, I do think they will because, you know, he is a space eater and there is more kind of to be said uh, for him and, he probably does have another year or two left in him as a whole. Um, and of course we talked about his contract situation um, a, a little bit. He did, he did sign this two year contract with the chargers back in the day. Um, we talked about maybe extending him into 2022 last off season, just to reduce the cap hit for 2021 and still retain him on the team. But of course that didn't happen. And now Linmal Joseph is officially a free agent. Once the new league year starts, um, so I think that's something that if the Chargers had extended him last off season, obviously we would be talking about him as somebody on the team, but I think that was also very intentional given the change in defensive schemes that Linval Joseph wouldn't be back. Uh, and that's maybe something we should have talked about at the time, but the shift to three, four, in addition to COVID, in addition to injuries, um, you know, in addition to his age is probably the reason that Linval Joseph won't be back on the Chargers next year, but there's a lot of, you know, things up in the air defensively. Um, and you can sort of, like I said, see Linval Joseph going to that 4-3 team and still 
playing pretty decent. Um, I hope it doesn't end up being like the Raiders or something. Obviously, Gus Bradley's not there, but they're still going to be running a 4-3 scheme. Maybe they'll end up needing a nose tackle or someone to kind of, uh, you know, fill up tackles for them. Uh, but, you know, uh, he, he could go to a, a large probably list of teams on a one-year deal if they do need production, right? Um, and sort of PFF has talked about his strengths and weaknesses, right? His size and strength, uh, I do think, are still very much strengths for him. It's, it's a little weird to see PFF be like, oh, it was the worst run defense grade of his career, and also be like, run defense is a strength um, for Manuel Joseph at this point, um, which, I mean, it is his calling card, but he's kind of clearly declining in that sense as a player. So I think it's a little weird to put it under strength as opposed maybe to somewhere between strengths and weaknesses. But his age and, you know, how dynamic he is, he is not what he was in New York, not what he was early on in Minnesota either. Um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that he will end up walking for the Chargers. Um, but I want to kind of now throw the question to you guys. What do you think the Chargers should do with Linval Joseph? What do you think they should do with their defensive tackle group as a whole? As I mentioned, Justin Jones is a free agent. Uh, Christian Covington is a free agent. And now they're sort of in this position where they could go a lot of different ways here with picking up guys like Sebastian Joseph Day uh, or, you know, people in free agency on the defensive tackle room. Or, of course, a lot of people want Jordan Davis, but there's plenty of other defensive tackles in the draft as well. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Linval Joseph probably won't be back. But let me know if you were Tom to oh, whoops, uh, if you were Tom Telesco and you were uh, what would you do with Linval Joseph? We sort of talked about this with Mike Williams last episode. I expect this to be a little bit more one sided in terms of an exercise. I think most people would probably let Linval walk. But let me know what you would do with Linval Joseph down in the comments below. And I will see you guys on the next free agency. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.